before we get to the episode, I just wanted to shout out to my fellow podcasters. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I want to give something back to you guys as well. If you're looking for sponsors, affiliate links, ads, go on podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot co. And use my code Divine Healing by D to sign up and find sponsors. That's podmetrics.co. Referral code Divine Healing by D. Good luck. He is the author of a new book called Rippling Waves. His life work has been the refinement, development, exploration, and mastery of the highest intuitive and psychic realities of consciousness. He has just had this lifetime of extensive study and experience in clairvoyance, psychic phenomenon, metaphysics, cosmology, mysticism, theosophy, ontology, astrology, psychology, philosophy, I can go on. His given gifts allow him to tune into the realm of universal knowing, and he unlocks the hidden mysteries of existence. He has been granted access to a doorway from humanity to the beyond, and his knowing empowers him to see and to hear, and more importantly, interpret spirit messages and inner truths of the greatest import. He's traveled this mystical path, ultimately expanded and evolved to realize his full destiny as a psychic, master astrologer, healer, seer, empath, and intuit. So his journey flowed into cosmic attunement, mystical, musical revelations, mystical revelations, multifaceted creativity, and artistic expression. He has this deep insight into the limitless nature of being and that surrounding every living things are angels, angelic power, and our own guides to help us along our way. He's just this amazing multidimensional traveler working with the highest intuitive psychic and visionary forces. He takes his natural gifts with the intellect and wisdom born of many lifetimes of experience to create this special language that has inspired countless souls as they gain an understanding of the unseen forces that shape and transform all of our lives. So with his remarkable new book, Rippling Waves, A Spiritual Journey Through the Heart of the Universe, Anthony brings us along with him on one of his journeys back to the source of our creation, then onward to the future of humanity. This was a beautiful story, beautiful book. Highly recommend buying it and reading it start to finish. You will step out of this experience a more enlightened individual and i hope you enjoy our talk it was one of my favorites he is wonderful and definitely either book a reading with him or purchase his book here is anthony today i'm doing wonderful great great are you ready to talk about rippling waves with me i am Great. Do you mind introducing yourself first for the listeners, please? Of course. Uh, my name is Anthony Teresi. I am a psychic visionary, which is a more condensed uh, explanation for clairvoyant. I've been uh, doing this work my entire life, um, and I've had 
many, many experiences uh, in realms beyond the three-dimensional, which I write about in my book. Yes, and especially I think my favorite part reading was your experience looking for your brother that really, really was touching and so well-written. And it made me, yes, it made me think, do healers and psychics have to experience something like an experience of that magnitude to really wake up and accept their powers and their gifts if they've been fighting them? Well, I think the key phrase there is if they've been fighting them. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, I, I notice in your work, uh, you do healing. And so I would ask you the same question. You know, have you ever experienced anything? But I, I don't think you have to in order mm-hmm. to, you know, have the vibrational power to heal. But mm-hmm. certainly uh, a signature event like that really does uh, propel you forward. And how old were you when you really first discovered your gift, even if it was something super small? Oh, I was very young, uh, right. eight, ten years old. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and and I was very fortunate in that uh, in my family. I, I'm, I'm a fourth generation of psychic. In my family, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in my family, uh, I, it was very. Uh, well accepted and, and I would know who was going to call before they called and little things like that. And my mother especially used to get a kick out of that. And, you know, and, and so, like I said, I wasn't meant to feel uh, strange or weird or anything like that. That really, really helped me in, in terms of growing into uh, the ability. I agree with that. I think that it needs to be more accepted within families that if a child is expressing some kind of sensitivity in school, in school first, like that, that, that's what happened to me. I was labeled very sensitive as a child and just, you know, she feels things too much and had my parent, my parents were pretty young when they had me, but had they really nurtured it and given me more love regarding it, I don't feel like I would have grown up with such oh, you know, she needs extra time. She needs extra attention. I kind of felt a bit not on the same level or wavelength as other kids. And now, like, at this age, I'm like, oh, wow, what a gift. Like, it's it's okay. Like, I'm yeah. special. Yeah. 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 It does. So, yeah. I wanted to really t- tap into the musician part of you because I haven't really had anyone on who – is a healer and and a clairvoyant that has really tied in their musician background and their love for music into their healing. I just wanted to know how does it help you in connecting to your gifts? Well, it's a phenomenal um, experience. Um, starting out playing music, especially I, I play drums and percussion, and later created uh healing instruments but um when you are a musician uh in order to even play music correctly you you have to have some degree of intuition uh, of what's happening around you connecting to the other musicians uh, playing the Mm -hmm. music and especially if you're the drummer i mean your our role is constant from first note to last note and 
you're stabilizing the time and you're hopefully for most people are being mm -hmm. creative within the context of that framework. In my case, I uh, began playing at a time when music was uh, sort of in an, in an experimental growth stage, monumental growth stage. So I mm -hmm. learned uh, considerably from the act of spontaneous improvisation. What that means is that you're, you're essentially playing, but you're at the same time, you're intuiting what the other musicians are playing. And it's almost as if you're out in front of the music by a split second uh, so that you can play the appropriate uh, music for, you know, to, to fit in, to blend, to make it uh, an artistic expression. So that developed my intuitive abilities uh, dramatically uh, in terms mm -hmm. of being able to focus and sort of call them up at will. That is really interesting. I'm very into right now sound healing and it's something that I'd re really love to explore. Do you do that? Uh, I do. Uh, not yeah. so much anymore, but I, but I, that was a phase of my career that I, I focused on dramatically. And if you're into that, then of course, mm -hmm. and obviously you are, uh, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. on the, you're, you're on the cutting edge of healing because, uh, in my, uh, work, I found that, uh, vibrational frequency is the key. I mean, I think at one particular point, for example, you know, many of us are doing it uh, intuitively at this point, but I believe that the healers of the future will be musicians or uh, those who are uh, be able to determine uh, the vibrational frequency of whatever uh, problem is happening with a person. For example, uh, okay. uh, if a person is having heart trouble, uh, well, uh, we know uh, we, we don't know yet, but every organ of the body has a vibrational frequency that is its maximum uh, uh, ability to function. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, healing could take place relatively instantaneously if we are able to vibrate that organ back into its natural state, uh, which I don't think we're that far away from. Uh, so, some of this is already happening in different parts of the world. But it's happening with chanting. Uh, which is vibration. Uh, but again, I think that's the direction we're headed in. I believe that uh, we will be leaving uh, medication and medical mm -hmm. maintenance behind in favor of healing and uh, abundant health. Mm. I I agree with you. And I'm looking forward to that time when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I wanted to talk about also guides and meeting guides because I've been told that I need to embrace my guides as well. So this is probably a little bit, it's going to get a little bit personal here, but meeting your guides, reading about you meeting your guides, very powerful. It made me kind of want to explore that more. I've been having a bit of difficulty doing that. So what advice would you give to me and to others who are struggling to connect to them? It's not an intellectual or a mental process. Mm -hmm. It is an emotional, uh, heart-centered, um, conscious uh, point within. 
there is a school of thought at a school of uh, medicine or a school of healing called heart math uh, right now, which uh, connects heart to mind. And um, Mm -hmm. I think uh, if you uh, really want to connect, I believe that it it doesn't happen. In other words, I don't think there's going to be be a a materialization of a guide in your room. I think it's going to happen for you as an intuitive sense of feeling or what's referred to as clairsentience to where Mm -hmm. you can feel a presence uh, around you and then you begin developing that. But often, to be quite frank, uh, you know, we we look for some sort of intellectual or mental visual or vision. And while that does come, uh, it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily happen right away. I think the first thing we have to establish is the loving connection with the guides around us. Uh, In your case, you have a very beautiful uh, angelic presence around you. Um, You're so sweet. uh, Thank you. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, that that is a great gift for you in terms of your work, Anthony. Huh. <laughs> so, which one of your angels or guides did you really uh, just love talking to and learning from, and what lesson did you get from them? Well, to be honest with you, um, while guides and angels and and uh, Celestial presence uh, have been very instrumental in my work and moving mm-hmm. forward. I've come to know and understand that it's my higher self, uh, mm-hmm. which is that spiritual center or that animating force. It's difficult to put a description on it because it defies words, quite frankly. But uh, that's what I—that's uh, my go-to consciousness level. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is a um, the pilot of the ship. It is the it is the way uh, you know the energy that shows the way, and it puts you in a position to be able to open up and let the spiritual energy shine through. So this is in many ways has been the key to uh, experiencing many of the other uh, uh, celestial presence along the way. So I think first you have to center into your uh, spiritual self, higher self, essence, what, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and whatever word you want to use, it's all the same. Um, and that opens the door. Uh, it's been referred to as the gateless gate. I love that one. Uh, yeah. And it allows you, it allows you to transcend what are essentially physical boundaries that mm-hmm. that is the hard part um we're so oriented uh, yeah. and i'm sure that this happened to you as a child we're so oriented in our five senses that we don't yeah. realize that our consciousness is so far beyond that i agree yes could that could that also happen through like astral projection and dreams where we leave that time and then we enter a different one? Absolutely. Uh, However, there Mm -hmm. are dreams and there is lucid dreaming. And then there is a, which is sort of a theta stage, I believe. Uh, And then there's another kind of dream, which really is, uh, I try to stay away from astral projection because it's taken on 
quite a uh, cult kind of uh, really? connotation, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which you know, I try to stay away from because it's, uh, it is what it is. But it that that's what it is. I mean, essentially, your consciousness during the dream state is able to uh, leave and explore other areas. This is wonderful uh, for the ability to even perceive the fact that there are other realms out there. I right, mean, you wake yeah. up from one of those dreams, it's like, oh my God, I just, I, and for a minute that. when you wake up, you're, 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 in, you're in two different worlds, right? So it's like, yeah. um, uh, it's really good for, for that. I think it's uh, wonderful. Uh, what if the, it's not wonderful? And you want to stop it. Well, yeah, and, and I'm just going to say it, uh, it's wonderful yeah. <laughs> if if you're having a, a good experience. But if it, you know, right. if it's not, you know, then, um, you know, there is um, that, that could be a problem. That's that's why I was I qualified it a moment ago is that, you know, uh, trying to it doesn't always work that you wake yourself up immediately, uh, and, and that that's why it's. Uh, it's something to be pursued if you feel that you have uh, the ability to experience these uh, elements and, you know, and, and again, wake up from them or come back to, you know, your, your, your body or, or whatever you, you want to, however you want to say it. But um, I think it's much, much uh, more beneficial to do this consciously to yeah. meditate, you know, and uh, put yourself in a position to understand these things. Uh, fortunately, as you mentioned earlier, being mm -hmm. a musician and an artist and a metaphysician for my entire life, these things came much more naturally. And while I did have many experiences as far as the astral, I found that it was like a much, much lower realm than what exists out there. Interesting. Are you left-handed? I'm sorry. Are you left-handed? Uh, no, uh, but I am. Uh, I am quadridextrous because of uh, being oh. able to play. Uh, so um, uh, I can use right hand, left hand, right foot, left foot, all independently. Uh, and again, it's a skill that you develop from being a musician, especially drummer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ambidextrous only because I broke my middle finger on my left hand, like. I don't know, two, three times, and I had to learn how to write. But I am, I am left-handed. It's just I thought because you're very creative. A lot of creative people are left-handed. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Well, I have to have to admit, uh, yeah. in the process uh, of developing the technique to play, uh, mm -hmm. freeing my left hand was uh, definitely part of. Uh, uh, the technique that uh, came into play for uh, mastering the instrument. Mm, interesting. So rippling waves, how is it connecting to today's culture and just the current state of world affairs? Ah. <laughs> it's a very loaded question. I just thought I yeah. should, you know, I should. No, get it's it. okay. I don't. I don't <laughs> mind because it, it, it has. It is one of the reasons that I actually wrote the book, mm -hmm. uh, especially not exclusively, but especially in the Western world, we mm -hmm. have become so so polarized, and 
even in yeah. film and 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 in our dystopian quote unquote is seems to be the main theme that uh mm. films and uh stories are being created from and yeah. i i wanted to make a statement that that is not reality that is, that is just where we are right now as as this moment in society our culture our species is headed mm. for a far more glorious uh, transition and uh, evolution than what is being portrayed today this is the reason that I wrote this book uh, was to put some hope and some beauty into the world so that people could see that even though this is a valid time that we're going through of evolution, shedding the barbarous ways of, of our past, there's a far, far more beautiful horizon ahead of us. And uh, I think I that, that, yeah, I believe that, uh, and this is what I, write about i think that uh it's it's valuable to the highest extent to work mm -hmm. on yourself to achieve yeah. uh, an element of enlightenment because once you do that once you achieve even a small degree of enlightenment you realize that love is the highest force once yeah. that happens then you realize that this 7.5 billion people that exist on the planet are your brothers and sisters and we are yep. one family and when that happens we and we are capable of, of turning this planet into an absolute paradise and that's why i wrote the book that's beautiful do you think we can experience this multiple times like can we experience awakenings multiple times and enlightenment multiple times or it's just one time no, absolutely. Uh, in fact, again, uh, in my book, I, I take the reader through five different dimensions. Each exactly. one, you know, each one is an enlightenment unto itself. And mm -hmm. I want to stress that uh, more, you know, more clearly in that yes. we, we tend to grow uh, up and be, I don't know, 25, 30 years old. We've been to school. We have a degree. I mean, that's kind of it. We enter into the workforce and, you know, sort of disappear in the, in the world. Uh, that is uh, a miseducational, educational, is that a word? <laughs> is that, yeah. that, that's, a, that, that's a problem with education uh, because we mm -hmm. are not taught to live from the inside out. We are taught to define ourselves by what's yeah. out there in the world. Very true. Oh, that's, that's really that's good. Love that. <laughs> so is that why, is that why you're here? Did you write, is this your like calling writing this book? Well, the book, as I mentioned, um, took me about three years to put it into words, but it's, it's mm. the result of a lifetime of experience yeah. that, that I've put into story form so that it can be more readily assimilable. Uh, but uh, uh, the book itself, I believe, is mm -hmm. uh, happening at a time when it's ripe, when people are ready uh, to be able, because, to, to digress for a second, uh, in spite of what we hear on the media and the news and all that, there really mm -hmm. is, and I'm sure you know this yourself because you're part of it, uh, there really is a quiet, somewhat quiet, 
evolution that is occurring spiritually mm-hmm. on this planet. And there are groups yeah. and organizations that are dedicated to this cause and they're they're in the middle of the fray and they are holding up spirituality, enlightenment, and attunement to higher forces as the way, means, and path to a more beautiful life. So yeah. uh that's that's what's going on, and that's why I'm 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 here at this point doing mm-hmm. this uh, work. Absolutely. Can you give the listeners some advice or just suggestions on how to fully experience rippling waves and get the most from the book? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I would ask mm-hmm. that from page one to the end of the book. If you open your heart, open your mind, suspend judgment, Mm -hmm. and read the book as it unfolds and in each uh, realm and as each story projects itself to you, I guarantee you, I promise, well, I promise you, I promise Mm -hmm. you that if you do that, open your heart, open your mind, at the end of the book, you will have experienced to whatever degree you're capable of of, uh, of uh, these kinds of experiences, you will have experienced a degree of enlightenment and attunement to your own spiritual self. There, yeah. There's the way that the book is written, it's written so it takes the reader delicately yet firmly into mm-hmm. each new level of consciousness. And again, you if you read it with an open mind, you will see that at the end of the book, it'll be, oh, my goodness, wow, I see what's happening here. Yes, I would describe it as basically like love on paper and just like a giant hug to your soul. That's where you discuss focused love projection, right? Where we have to right. live with more love and it brings more well, blessings. Yeah, and focused love projection is... Um, a, a technique, quite frankly, that um, if if utilized properly, um, really could affect a dra- dramatic uh, transformation in the world today. Um, if we were able to really put together all these groups and these many millions of people, and they are millions, uh, who are experiencing what we're talking about here, Mm-hmm. Uh, and in in an energetic connected way uh to where this is would be happening worldwide uh it's a it's a vibrational frequency that would be irresistible uh and uh you would find not you but in the rhetorical mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. find that um major major changes would ha- would be happening wars would stop uh armies would drop their weapons as i've written about uh uh it's it's impossible to resist the force of love but it's also difficult uh in the in the onslaught of the media uh, uh barrage of telling mm-hmm. us what is important and what is not we would have to sidestep that entirely mm. yeah not an, not, not easy right no just thinking about how that's all gonna unwind. I'm just like, oh. just imagining it myself. Wow, that is powerful 
stuff. So what do you see for the future of the swing leaves? And yourself. Where's Anthony going to be in five years? Well, you know, I believe that it's a book that will gather momentum. Uh, and, um, like, like certain teachings and books, uh, they have a initial splash and then they become sort of classics and people begin reading them and then they read them again and they find, oh my goodness, I didn't even see that the first time. So I believe yeah, that it'll, it I will, agree. yeah, I, I believe that it will grow and grow and grow and, uh, there's several, uh, for example, in my own case, mm-hmm. one of one of my um, most celebrated uh, uh, teachers, uh, uh, physical teacher, human teachers, was uh, Yogananda. Uh, his works uh, were always have been inspired to me, and uh, among other authors. And I go back and I read them and I read them and I read them, and I, every time I, I see something more, something different. So I think that that's what's happening here. And uh, interesting, too, is what I found, um, (laughs) we tend to think of ourselves here in the United States, for example, as the leaders and the cutting edge of everything, right? Uh, But unfortunately, we're like about eighth or ninth in in spiritual development in the world. I mean, there are are other countries. Really? Yeah. 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 You ask any speaker, uh, like... uh, uh, Greg Braden, Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton, they will all tell you, I'm not trying to drop any names, but I'm just saying that they will yeah. tell you because they are out there in these other countries and receiving mm-hmm. tremendous support from people who are thirsty, uh, really thirsty and hungry for these types of, uh, uh, this type of information. Uh, and so I think that uh, hopefully, as time goes on, uh, this work will reach those uh, those individuals, and uh, I think it could become part of a movement in the future. I can't wait to watch that and just say, "Hey, I was with him first. I talked to him <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. What is your favorite part of the book? Well. I mean, I love it all, obviously. Uh, of but course. One of my, <laughs> one of my, one of my, uh, I actually have two favorite parts. I have uh-huh. the, the part where, uh, the travelers, uh, are, uh, come in contact with the, uh, daughter of love. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and she guides, yeah, yeah, she guides them into what's really important because the travelers at that particular point are looking for, some sort of explanation of the universe. And she mm-hmm. uh, informs them that that's a lost cause, that you will never understand the universe, not even the highest of the highest of the highest, other than the central source of all things, will ever understand the universe. But the better, better choice is to pursue the love of spirituality because that's what will connect you to the oneness of all things. So I thought yeah. that section was uh, was powerful. Plus, I also feel uh, uh, the ending uh, where uh, humanity uh, transforms uh, and connects with uh, other other beings was powerful as well. Um, 
the uh, supernova uh, of planets and and people. For example, if in fact I'll ask you a question: if you mm-hmm. were uh, a space traveler uh, or a okay. being from another world, and you came upon our planet and you looked down and you saw this mumble jumble of these Europe, uh, countries and these people who you know all felt that they had the only true uh, uh mm-hmm. the only truth who would you contact how, how who would you connect with as announcing your your presence here around us people like me <laughs> exactly and like and you. that that's what this leads to i mean the 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 connection that is occurring in the spiritual uh transformation that is happening on this planet right now is happening from the inside out and in right. people like you like me uh we're not getting it necessarily from not even necessarily we're not getting it from the uh ads about buy more cars okay not that that's right. bad but you know we're getting it from the intuition and the inspiration that comes from the feeling of being centered and the happiness that you own within yourself that is not dependent upon what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you yeah. live in, whatever the case may be. That especially came, I really connect, especially since COVID, how much just, I, I'm just more simple. I don't need those big things to be happy. And what's funny is I'm sure you kind of, connect to this too like right before the whole entire lockdown did you feel I'm not going to say like hey I knew what was going to happen specifically but I had this sense of people are going to wake up it's not going to be pretty and just this feeling like oh no oh no oh no I mean I had that did you have that I did um yeah I I, I also because I'm an astrologer I also know mm-hmm that there is a an aspect that happens about every 39 years or so yeah. uh, that aligns with these major global events. So the last mm-hmm. one was the AIDS epidemic. Prior to mm-hmm. that, it was the Korean War, et cetera, et cetera. So I knew something was coming. Did I know exactly. a global, global pandemic was coming? No, I did exactly. not know no. that. No, I, <laughs> I was just like something bad's gonna happen. I was just always on edge. Like, when's it gonna happen? And then just you know, and it kind of it, it kind of started out like you know, oh, you know what? It's uh, gonna be a little epidemic here, and it's not gonna be yeah. that bad. Until all of a sudden, it was like, whoa, you know. Uh, and um, uh, but I believe uh, wholeheartedly. Um, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, people lives have been altered dramatically and uh, oh, yeah. you know, what, what was taken for granted I mean my daughter and I used to go to a restaurant every Thursday for sushi we've no. just been able to resume that a year later I can't tell you what a yeah. joy it was in this simple pleasure of just being able to sit down and do this, which I never, ever felt before. It was just a take it for granted kind of thing. So I think that's a big lesson. That is a big lesson. That is so good. I'm glad you guys got to resume that tradition and plan that you do all the time. Thank you for sharing that. 
Of course. Can you please tell everybody where to buy your book, how to book you for reading? Go right ahead. Say it again? Could you tell everybody where to buy your book, book you for oh, reading? Sure. Plug it's, it. Plug uh, away. <laughs> the book is available on Amazon.com. Just uh, go to Amazon and put in Rippling Waves, uh, and it'll come up. It's available in uh, ebook. It's on sale right now for ebooks for 99 cents for the next few days. Uh, it's also available in paperback, and um, that's where you would buy the book, um, or you can go directly to my website, anthonyturisi.com, just my name.com, and there's a tab that says Rippling Waves, and you can order it through there as well. Uh, and uh, uh, I wholeheartedly hope with all my heart that uh, uh, anyone who reads it, reads it without cynicism and with suspended mm -hmm. judgment. Because I, as I said, if you read this book mm -hmm. openly and put yourself in a position to embrace what it's saying, you will grow. Definitely. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.